Hey everyone, April here. I have made it to 50 plus episodes of Go Bayside. This upcoming episode that you're going to hear after this quick announcement is episode 51. But I just want to say briefly uh, a few things. First of all, Go Bayside can now be found on Stitcher. So if you go to stitcher.com, search for Go Bayside, you can listen to it there. You can stream it there. You can also leave reviews on Stitcher as well as iTunes. And again, I want to thank everybody for leaving iTunes reviews. I really appreciate them. Secondly, this is a true thing. Many of you have emailed me to ask ask if and where you can donate. I promise, which is like the nicest thing of all time. I can't believe it. But now I've set a PayPal donation button on the Tumblr. So if you go to gobayside.tumblr.com, at the bottom of the right-hand column, there is a PayPal donation button. If you'd like to donate, go nuts. If you don't want to, totally get it. Uh, it was something I didn't even think of until, like I said, several people asked about it, which is amazing. And you guys are super nice. And so, yes, of course, that would help offset like hosting costs and stuff like that. So that's it. And let's go ahead and get started with episode 51 of Go Bayside. Beep, 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 Another episode of Go Bayside, the Save by the Bell podcast, where I have a friend over to my apartment and we watch an episode of the show and then break it down bit by bit for you guys. And this is a really exciting one because, well, first of all, my friend James Urbaniak is here, and Hello. this is the first time you've the ever watched an episode of this show. First Save by the Bell I've ever seen. That you've ever seen. I've seen bits of it. Right. You know, I'm culturally literate. Right. So I've picked up on, I've heard of Screech. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that Elizabeth Berkeley was on it. Yes. Uh, but I'd never seen a whole episode, so it was very exciting. Was very but, exciting. But, you know, I'm friends with a lot of... I'm 50 years old, so I was like in my 30s when this was on TV. It was right. like 20 years ago, right? Yeah. So 90s. I was in high... Yeah, it was like, like mid-90s. Early, mid-90s? Yeah. But I'm friends with a lot of millennials. Right. And so I try to understand the culture that they came from. Sure. You want to speak people. their language. Yeah, I want to well, understand. Well, interestingly enough, though, it was first... Well, the episode that we just watched is called Date Auction, and the original air date was November the 9th, 1991. Wow, that is a long time ago. Yeah, they originally aired on Saturday mornings, and I did watch them then too, but then the reruns, when I really got into it, was when I was in high school, so like mid-90s. Right. Um, But what I want you to do is go ahead and summarize the entire plot for us in just like a few sentences, and and then we'll really get into it. Okay, well, there is a meeting of the student council. Yes. And uh, they're discussing uh, funds that they need, and they need new cheerleader uniforms, and they need to raise like $600 uh, for the uniform. So they decide to have a date auction mm-hmm. where they auction off boys uh, for girls to go on dates with. Right. And so everyone is sort of mismatched. Mm-hmm. Uh, the result of the date auction is that uh, – now, I don't remember the names of the characters. Uh, Blond- okay. well, uh, Blondie McGee, <laughs> Paul Michael – what's his name? Zach. Zach. Uh, the Aryan Dream, Zach. Yeah, Zach gets auctioned off by a chubby girl yes. named Wendy. Yes, it was like an unlikely date for him. Right. Um, the African American girl, Lisa. Lisa, uh, a new character you told me is introduced. Brian, Brian, uh, the black Brian, nerd. Who's, who's a, he's, he's not a nerd so much as a bookish. Yeah. A fellow, but yes. he doesn't play with the affectation of nerds the way the other nerds well, in the oh, show. Oh, right, yeah, he's not he's like more a of classic a, he's nerd. He's more of a good-looking, studious yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but she, uh, from what I gleaned from the show, is kind of a uh, 
valley girlish. Yeah, she's like totally shallow, all about shallow shopping. Chick, so yeah. she's not into his interest. So they're all kind of mismatched. And meanwhile, Elizabeth Berkeley is is very threatened by the fact that Slater, yes, her boyfriend, yes. has been auctioned off as well. Yes, who got him? I don't even remember. Kelly. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is, it's all mis- they're all mismatched. And then by the end of it, they all learn a little something about identity and uh, being true to yourself. I think that's the best way I can abbreviate that. Like at first, Blondie McGee resists the chubby girl, but then at the end he realizes the right thing to do is to actually not only dance with her, but then invite her to the the after party. Yeah. The Max is the cafe where they hang out? Yeah, it's like okay. the diner they yeah. have. Oh, okay. Well, th- that's I've the very so... thumbnail. No, think. that's great. That's perfectly done. <laughs> perfectly done. Because we need to really get into it and pick it apart because I have so much to say. And especially even about like the end lesson we're supposed to take away from it. Okay, well, yeah. So the, the episode opens with them in the student no, council wait, meeting. No, the episode opens with the opening credits. And for someone oh, who's oh, never seen the show, okay. they look. it looks like if you were going to do a parody of like a 90s kid right. show opening credits... What is the mania with, like, colored triangles? <laughs> and, like, you know what I'm saying? There's just this mania. Who is it? My friend Janet. or I think it was for Janet. Geomet- said- for brightly colored but, geometric right. uh, patterns. Janet said it just looked like an element. 80s bedspread. <laughs> that they're running the credits over an 80s bedspread. Also, the bedspread. clothing is just full of crazy colored oh. patterns. Oh, totally. I don't, I mean, other than this the, just- I guess it's just supposed to be, like, kids are fun and have fun times. Did you wear clothes like that? As Were you, a, you were a kid then yes i was a teenager when these people when this was airing in reruns and no i well i was like a punk so i wore like yeah. you know fishnets and doc martens i dressed like right. the deal sisters when i was in high school yeah indeed like i or i wanted to be like an l7 thank you that's like how i dress reference received yes <laughs> <laughs> so but i but on the show that would have you know i would have been one of the, like the gross punks a weirdo yeah, yeah. comic like, relief yeah yeah exactly you would have been very sullen and sulky. yeah or one of i'm trying to think <laughs> I know, totally. But they, they, I have talked about with people before. I don't know about in your high school. Like, I had nerds, quote unquote, in my high school, but none of them were like stereotypical nerds. They didn't have tape on their glasses and shit like that. These are very uh, sketch comedy yeah. uh, type nerds. They're like uh, Revenge of the Nerds nerds. Even Revenge of the Nerds attempted to be a little more. I guess Booger was a little. Play out them there, a little more like actual wise. people. Yeah. Of course, the, the most realistic nerd from that period is like Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, who yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, comes off as an actual nerd. Yeah, and who doesn't even wear glasses? Doesn't wear glasses. Doesn't have a nerdy voice. Yeah, actually has a lot of attitude and is very cocky and confident. Yeah, that's which totally is actually more nerdy. which is actually a very nerdy quality yes. that he's smart and he's very confident in himself, but he's this little guy. Yes, I who agree is with you entirely. Not romantically viable in the in the high school. I'll say this though, because they also have. To me, nerds, like, okay, the nerds in my school were the people getting, like, the most laid. Like, band nerds? Band nerds got, like, crazy laid because they fucked each other. Sure, yes, because they're in a community. Yeah. They're in a specific community within the school where they can interact with each other. But it's like the weirdos were getting, like, way more action, I feel like, than the quote-unquote popular people or cool people. see that. Because they're all doing each other. Even as a grown-up, you still meet and... Go out with people in a community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the nerds in this, like, are doing kind of Urkel voices. Oh, yeah. Is Urkel happening at the same time as this? Well, this is pre-Urkel. It is? (laughs) (laughs) It's pre-Urkel. 
It's like a pre nine eleven. Was it because the nerds are doing this kind of nerd thing? Well, especially that one black nerd. Then there's one black kid on it who's doing like a lower register, like a frog voice. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of talking like this. Yes, and they never. I mean, I guess that's just part of his nerdiness. I'm sure he came in for the audition. Pulled that choice out of the hat, and, and they were like, like "This guy's amazing." Done. Call his agent. Featured extra, buddy. Congratulations. His agent called. Great news. That's what he said. <laughs> the kid picked up. Great news. I got you a Saved by the Bill. Possible recurring. The bad news. <laughs> they loved you. You're gonna have a sore throat for a while because you have to do that voice. They love that voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they love. Yeah. You. Top of show. No, yeah. yeah. No, uh, a shared shared card at the end. So, yeah. So, <laughs> you were tripping over the opening credits already. You were yeah, like, I, I, I just loved how quintessentially 90s they yeah, were. Yeah, completely. Um, but, yeah. So, then it, it does open student council meeting. And they are having, like, a budget. They, like, they're going, okay, we need more money for uh, the cheerleaders' uniforms. Oh, it also, it starts with uh, Blondie McGee addressing the, the uh, audience. Oh, yeah, he does Is speak, that a regular thing? Totally. He not, breaks the fourth wall in the beginning? Yes. Not always, not every right. single time, but he does things like talk to the camera. He also can freeze time right. in some episodes. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, he Much totally... Much like uh, Leo in... Uh, in The Wolf of the Wall, Wolf Street. Wall Street. Yes. yes. Did I you like be, that if movie, If I may be permitted a comparison. I loved it, and I saw I your Facebook post. love yeah. it so much. Yeah. And I couldn't believe, I mean, this is way off topic, but I just couldn't, because I was reading my thing on Facebook, and all these people were like, I walked out of it. It's so disgusting and terrible. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Anyway, that's I, way off topic. That's but, really funny, because there were walkouts during mine, and I don't think it was just people going to the bathroom, because it's very long. Right. No, I told, um, people are apparently super pissed about it, and right. I'm like... Well, that's this is a subject for another podcast. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. <laughs> but I loved it. And yes, it is. Zach is the Jordan Belfort yeah, of Save by the Bell <laughs> times. Arguably the same morals as yeah, that guy because yeah, he just does is. whatever he wants. Is this the first episode where we parallel Saved by the Bell with the Scorsese movie? I believe so. <laughs> and it, I don't think it'll be the last, though, to be honest. I don't think it'll be the last. Yes. But yeah, so he, so he does right, talk so to the camera and he's having, like, hey, we're having this I was meet. struck by is the, the 90s hair that everybody has of when you, we see the gang at the student council meeting. Yes. The girls all have this kind of big 90s hair. Yeah, like big bangs and stuff. And, and the boys uh, have this kind of close-cropped... Yeah, well, except Slater, who's got, like, his Jerry Curl, like, yeah. mullet thing, always, his signature. Let's see, they're going to raise money. Well, here's um, my thing with this, that you don't know, because you're not a super fan like I am, but the school is in, like, the Palisades. Like, Bayside is a fake high school, but they say many times they live in the Palisades. Right, so yeah, they mention that they're in California. They're rich. Like, they're rich kids. They're having a meeting to raise $600 <laughs> to buy cheerleading. To me, I'm like, one of your parents can just do, like, I... There are certain episodes where they're super rich, and then there are certain episodes where they're like this, like, we need to raise this kind right. of small amount of money considering where we come from. So that fast, uh, immediately, I'm like, what? Like, any then of your at parents. the auction, like, I think Wendy bids $100 to be yeah. with uh, Blondie. Right. And it's like, well, she just has $100 as a teenager. And they give the principal, he's the principal, right? That, yes. Uh, the adult authority figure. Yes, the one adult. He's given one episode. line about where do you get your allowances? Like they have to acknowledge that yes. it's weird. But for storytelling purposes, she has to outbid everybody. Well, right, so. of course. But yeah, so that it's weird that they're having this meeting because in the grand scheme of where they live and they, where they come from, $600 isn't a lot of money probably. Now, uh, they, they, and then um, Jesse... Yes. Is very opposed to this idea yes. of the auction. Oh, well, here's the weird thing I wrote down, though, because they go, they're trying to think of, sorry, I get really into it. I mean, I oh, please. pick all the meat off the bone. They, and it's a meaty episode. Lots of stuff happened. 
So when they're having this meeting to be like, how are we going to, what ideas do you guys have to raise money? Kelly immediately, within a millisecond, goes, a date auction. We should have a date auction. Right. And that just struck me as weird because that, why would that be your, you'd be like, bake sale, car wash. That's like probably an idea weirdest. that she'd been carrying around for a while. <laughs> She just secretly... And when she finally saw her opportunity. Yes. She's like, I can bid on dudes. Yeah, that was just a weird thing that that was her immediate first idea right out of the gate. And then, but then everybody's, yeah, yes, of course, Everyone, except yeah, well, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. And she, uh, she, she's opposed to it and, it and actually calls it sexist flesh peddling. Thank you. I wrote that down. Which was interesting, uh, I thought, uh, foreshadowing of her yes. later role in Showgirls. Yes. But also, that's kind of, that's like the name of like a Naomi Wolf book or something, yes. too. Sexist <laughs> flesh peddling. I loved it. I loved that phrase. Um, yes. Or a kind of alternative band from the uh, early 80s. Oh, from like northern England. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Fle- there was a band called Human Sexual Response. Yes, like, did, did totally. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, Sexist flesh peddling. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go see that double bill. Oh, and then so somebody they- calls a prime. Somebody says prime honk. Who says? That? I wrote down the. F- oh, because Lisa says she wants to do it. Lisa's like, whatever, Jesse. I want to get a prime honk. Yeah, prime honk. Which yeah. I think uh, there are many. Uh, there's lots of audience sweetening on the show. Yes. There's lots of woos. <laughs> And ahs and all those group utterances. <laughs> right. So that one gets that one gets a woo like the the sexy woo. Yeah, woo. <laughs> sexy woo. It did the age appropriate sexy is, woo. I want the word hunk to come back in a big way. Hunk, yes, it's, he's a real hunk. I want hunk and buns to come back into the vernacular. I want to take those away from the secretaries yeah. that have co-opted them, and I want to use them in my everyday life. How do you feel about Foxy to refer to an attractive I woman? like Foxy. <laughs> I will say, relatively recently, a dude called me Foxy for real, and I was like, you can hey, get that's it. nice. It was kind of nice. I'm like in favor of that being brought yeah, back. Foxy's good. and Yeah, or a fox. He was yeah. like, you're a fox. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm on board with that fully. The um, fox and the hunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite Disney movie from the 80s about two very attractive people. Let's write one of the that more movie. underrated. One of the more underrated the uh, Disney films. The fox and the hunk. The fox and the hunk. And it's yeah. a cat and dog that talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're super hot. But they're ripped. It's like the first furry movie. The but fox they, they re- and the they, hunk. But the thing is, they also have inner pain yeah and it's not just about it they're not just happy because they're good looking that's what we learn in the- hey we learned that it se- life seems easy if you're a fox or a hunk but sure. it's not no you got your own problems you do. <laughs> people have certain assumptions because you're attractive <laughs> because you're a fox and or yes. a hunk okay so the next oh, scene uh, is they're like in the hallway of the school and everybody's talking about it. they're like oh this is a great idea this yeah. is so awesome and because screech goes up to a girl like just a random girl right. and goes hey what would you pay to date me? Yes. What would you pay for me in an auction or whatever? And the girl goes, I'd pay $50 not to date you. Right. And I wrote that down only because it's like, I kind of can't figure out if that's a good burn or not. Because if you're trying to really burn somebody. That's the most original somebody, burn. Yeah. Here's my problem is with the amount. <laughs> right. Is with the amount of yeah, money. Yeah, it, it's like, you it's go kind way of high a lot of money low. for a kid. But it, yeah, it seems like a kind of middling figure. That's for I, a burn, I can't. Tell. I'd pay three hundred dollars not to date. You know, that would. <laughs> that's that's what I can't tell. This is probably in a, in the writers' room. There was a lot of discussion about how much money the kids had. But for me, 
for the burn to land, for it to be like a real good burn, do you go super high on the money or super low? What's more insulting? I w- is it more insulting to go, yes. I'd work... I worked really hard to earn a lot of money to pay to not hang out with you. Right. Or is it, it's not even worth a lot of money. Well, I would go high because it's just figurative. You're not literally saying I'm going to So I feel like it's a better burn to go like, I'd pay a million dollars to not date you. Right. But I think it's better to keep it within the realm of the possible (laughs) for, for the burn to be more hurtful. A million dollars is, is so unrealistic. It's just general, and I think the burn then evaporates. Whereas if you're actually saying, I pay $300, that's a hard high figure. <laughs> I guess for a teenager. Can we too. go back in time and rewrite yeah, this yeah. show? Well, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy because I wrote that down. No, like, your point is been, well taken. Yeah, that could have been a better burn. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so uh, Screech. So the lady totally did the Screech, and then Lisa, the next scene is at the max. Yes. Because Brian, the black nerd, the black intellectual snob. Yes. And the reason I point that out is because, well, first of all. Who, by the way, has a moderate fade. It's, it's like it's. He totally it's, does. He has, a, he has a nice fade that it's doesn't look. It's not quite look, like kid and play. No, it's not like one of those crazy dated fades you know, from no. the early 90s. It actually it's a tasteful like, fade. Yeah, it's a tasteful fade. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fade that has stood 22 right. years. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't look incredibly dated like. You watch old episodes of Arsenio, and it's right, just like, right. Uh, and it's like that hairstyle. He has like gumby. It had its moment, <laughs> which I feel like Bobby Brown. I was talking to a friend about this the other day for real about how I think Bobby Brown single handedly tried to make the gumby thing happen, and nobody jumped on board. Can you think of any other black dudes from that time that had gumby hair? I only right. can think of you Bobby mean, Brown. The, the height and shape of the yeah, of the like in the yes. Every Little Step video. Yeah, with and it's got like a slant. Yeah, to it up top. and I yeah. feel like he's like, I'm going <laughs> to drop this on everybody, and they're going to freak out, and everyone's going to follow this. And like, right. I don't feel like anybody did. I feel like the rest of the famous black dudes at the time were like, we're good. Like we'll just stick with our regular fade. Yeah. Well, anyway, and also the fact is he has a fade, but it's um. It's, it's very business like. It's business like because he's he's dressed and, and portrayed as very bookish. He yes. wears like a shirt and tie. Yes. Uh, I will say this: this dude is crazy handsome. He's a good-looking uh, fellow, and I feel like he's actor. been in other stuff. This I'm sure guy he is. We he, could, his face IMDb looks familiar, him. but he's yeah, he's like a real smooth-looking dude, but is like an intellectual snob and is kind of a dick. Yeah, and he also this is the one and only time he's ever in this show. He features prominently in this episode, but he never has appeared before or after. Yes, but and he's handsome. So Lisa Turtle, Lisa Turtle. Well, this also uh, let's be real. This smacks of like you're the only other black kid in the school, so I should date you. And he's not having it. And he's yes. like, you're shallow. So whatever. And it's actually like pretty mean to her, like openly mean to her, openly mocks her. And uh, so she sits down at the max and tries to hit on him, tries to talk to him. And he's like, whatever, I'm not having it. And then gets up and goes, I got to go to a French lecture. Yes. And I wrote that down only because that sounded like a very not high school thing. I don't, unless he's in the most advanced French class they offer at high school. But that just sounds like a college thing. Yes. When is there a lecture in high school? Yeah, exactly. But I guess since he's so smart, we can just assume maybe he does go to college part time or something. So he leaves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Then Zach walks in and sits down next to this lady we learn is named Lydia, also a character who's never been in before or since, and is like b- bribing her, like weirdly begging her to bid on him at the dance or at the uh, date auction. And I wrote this down. It just struck me as weird because he's Zach. He's the king of the school, hottest right. dude in school. Like 
he pretty much knows every girl's gonna bid on. I don't. I, I didn't get the point of him being like, "Yo, you better bid on me, Lydia," because it's like, well, you know, every girl in school is gonna bid on you. Like, what difference does it make? Right. Unless he already knew in advance. I don't think at that point he knew Wendy was gonna bid on him. Right. Anyway, so that's a weird thing. Yeah. So Lydia bid on me. Okay. So the next scene is Jesse in the girls' locker room, it's, uh, continuing to oppose yes. this. And basically, like, putting the fear of God into all the girls. But what we glean is that at what it's not so much uh, that she feels this is inappropriate as she's very threatened by the idea of Slater Com- being totally. on a date with someone else. Yeah. Well, I think it's a combination of that and she's like, wants to teach him a lesson. But she's also like, yeah, no girls better go out with my dude. Yes, and she's very, uh, she, she gets very forceful in she's, the locker room. She says, if you, if you bid on him... I will hunt you in the streets like a rabid dog. Mm. She says that. And then she slams a locker for emphasis. Yes. She slams a door. And uh, gets a woo. I think she got a woo on that. She gets a woo. Or an ominous several woo. Girls or like a leave. Woo. Several girls leave. And then there's a, uh, a, yeah, there's a, it's not a sexy woo. It's more <laughs> of a, it's a woo of, what would you say? A like, woo of respect. <laughs> woo. Like you did it. She gets a woo of respect. I love the category. Yeah, of woo. well, that's how they were all labeled with tape back then. <laughs> the masking tape yeah, on the front yeah. of the buttons. Yeah, sexy woo, yeah. respectful woo, <laughs> ominous woo. Yes. What's uh, what other categories it's like of woo? In Annie Hall, when there's we need a big laugh. Here. Yeah, 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 totally. We need a sexy woo here. Yes. Woo. <laughs> Moderate sexy woo. Woo. Yeah. So the woo machine. That's right. <laughs> You can buy the Woo Machine from Saved by the That's Bell on eBay. Band. That's another band I saw back in the <laughs> yeah, day. Woo the Woo Machine. So they, uh, so she's like, yeah, I'll hunt you in the streets like a rabid dog, yes. which is like insane words for a high school girl to say to other high school girls. But they're like, okay. And then the very next scene is the date auction. Like, it seems as if in 24 hours, even though there was a little bit of debate about this idea and whatever. It's happening. It's, it's, it's such a strong <laughs> idea. There's no way. <laughs> you can't stop this That train. Elizabeth Berkeley is going to stop it <laughs> with, her, with her cultish insistence. It's such a strong idea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fight it. Once it was put out there. It just caught on. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're already at, like, the date auction. Belding is hosting it, of course, Principal Belding. And he introduces yes. the guy, one of the nerds, who is a nerd who's in, like, every episode, Herbert. The principal of the school goes, our next hunk is dot, 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 here comes Herbert. So, and I wrote that down because I couldn't tell if the principal, the leader, the adult among these children, mm-hmm. is mocking this nerd. Or if he's genuinely trying to build him up. He's just really trying to be like, yeah, this guy is a cool dude. Right. This is a, yes. This, now, had that character, that, is that a recurring character? Yes. Herbert the Nerd is in many episodes. Right. Yes. Who's the most extreme portrayal of a nerd? The most extreme. Like, like, there's nothing about his behavior that comes off as a real person. No. Whatsoever. <laughs> it's just this young actor. Young! That dude was and, 35. Yeah, minimum. exactly. <laughs> minimum 35. That guy had a house in, yeah. uh, to live the lake to and support. two kids. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he's like, I'll pull out all the nerd stops. Just let me I feed would my think kids. That, now, I, I, just from my first viewing of, of this show and Principal Building, I think he's just trying to, yeah, he's just, he's, I don't think he's mocking him. I think he's just trying to sell this idea. That he's a hunk. Or they're just well, trying no, to keep just, everybody on board just with the Just trying to keep the, the language of, yeah, right. you know, trying to move units. He's just right. trying to move units. And now our next hunk, like he wants... Move units! Yeah, he's, he's trying to get the girls to bet. 
not bad, but you know, yeah, you know, uh. right. Well, the, okay, so the nerd comes out. Um, you know, he nobody bids on him, and the then bid, they yeah. cut. There's like a jump cut, and then he's you know he goes okay, sold for fifteen cents to whatever. Which look, this prince, you run a high school, sir. <laughs> you know, huh. kids can be mean. You know all that shit. You put a minimum on the bids. You put a minimum so yes. the kids save face. You don't exactly. let anybody go for 15 cents in front of the whole school. I don't care how big of a nerd he is. Yes. So that's mean and terrible, and that is something you should think about when you plan your date auction at a high school. So that happens. He goes for 15 cents. Then the next guy who comes is, up... Is Brian, I believe. Is Brian. The, uh, Brian the, Watkins, we're told. That the studious, yes. yet handsome Yes, very handsome. Kid. Now... He comes out, and immediately, there are only two girls bidding on him. And they're both African-American. Two, the only two black chicks And at no racial Bayside. lines are crossed. No white girls bid on him. That's right. And yet, when Zach is, is bid, racial lines are crossed. Oh, yeah. And black and white girls well, bid on him. Well, because look at him. Zach's so hot, you, see, you can see no color. Yeah. <laughs> Zach comes out and it's like a United Colors of Benetton ad starts bidding for him. Everybody's yes. in it to win it. But that's Zach. I mean, come on. But with Brian, yeah, immediately it's Lisa and the one other black girl at school like bidding against each other. Lisa wins, of course. And then Brian, like when Belding's like, okay, Brian, you, Lisa wins. You're sold to Lisa. Also weird because he's a black dude. It's weird. That whole thing. You're sold to Lisa. Little insensitive. Yes. He openly makes a face though. Like he looks at Belding like, oh, like, God, Lisa's terrible. Like, again, you're standing in front of everyone. Like, at least just be nice and go, okay, cool. But he's like, oh, don't make me hang out with Lisa. Gross. It's astonishing that a character on this show would tip their hand. Yeah. <laughs> that we would the subtext would be Astonishing. <laughs> but again, it's just like would be clear. It makes me Brian is such a dick. Every step of the yeah. way, he is such a raging dick that you just want to go, Lisa, you're better than this. And that's actually, look. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like yelling at you, and you. this is the first time you've ever watched the show and you don't know these things. But a thing that makes me mad as a fan of the show is Lisa is beautiful. Lisa's totally beautiful and, a, you know, a reasonably appealing person. She's not a monster. Like, they never give her a boyfriend. She never has a cool boyfriend in the history of the show. Right. And that always bothered me. She is in the tradition of the... It's not that she's necessarily not smart. She's just not interested in things beyond fashion. Right. And so she's like... As uh, I would argue, many teenagers are. Cher uh, uh, and, and Clueless... Yeah. Or uh, Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. Totally. They're both very likable. And uh, those characters also go through uh, something by the end. Uh, does she ever, through the series, does she ever uh, get beyond her? No. Kind of. Because at the end, like, her whole thing is, like, fashion. Like, she gets into yeah. FIT or something. Oh, okay. She does? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Do they, they all go to college? And then is there a special episode where they all go to Hawaii or something? <laughs> Are you joking? Well, I there think is. I, yeah, I think I've heard of that. Oh, okay, good. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> you know the future. Yes, there is. <laughs> also, Zach gets a 1502 on his SATs, so he ain't no dummy. Still waters he run deep. Up, he ends up going to Yale, I think. Holy cow. Yeah. But no, so she, 
Yeah, I mean, throughout the series, and he her becomes focus... the president of yeah. the United States <laughs> totally. in the future. <laughs> totally, he becomes Jordan Belfort. Yeah, he... he's totally a Wall Street dude. By um, the way, this is speaking of seventies directors. This is a, <laughs> or, or this is also has an Altman esque. Uh, uh, Texture where it's so like many so many characters, so many or or uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming other episodes focus more on one or two characters, and there's a couple of. Yeah. I, yeah. There's actually no real B story in this. It's just all right. about the auction. There's like, and then there's everyone's particular take on the auction. take on the auction. Right. Yeah. I will say you are definitely the first guest to compare <laughs> anything Sam with the Bell to either Robert Altman or Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. So. Let's see who else we can. I'll see if I can find a Norson Wells reference yeah. <laughs> before the podcast is over. Yeah, so Lisa wins Brian. He's super bummed about it, makes it known to everybody that's over. And then so Belding goes, hey, let's bring out the next person, and it's Slater. Yes. And, of course, when he comes out, there's just complete silence because Jesse is scared the everyone. The are all intimidated. Totally. And now this is when it gets inappropriate for me. Even more so than before is because Belding goes. So it's weird. Like Slater, of course, is like, what? Like, how come nobody likes me? And Belding, the principal and an adult goes, show them those biceps, son. That's creepy and gross. And like what a pedophile would say, like, hey, flex. Yes. But again, he's just he's just benignly trying to move units, (laughs) trying to keep the sale going. (laughs) He he figures that's something the girls will like. Right. But it's uh, still it's like. That's weird. Yeah, so the he, actor acquits himself without any uh, suggestion that he's being inappropriate well, to y- me, Mr. Belding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he what can you do at this point if you're Belding? I mean, you're right. He's in a position where he's like, you got to move you and it's like whatever. The, the girls want to see you flex, do it up. Yeah. So he flexes, and then Kelly <clears throat> Kelly bids and everybody gasps. Yes. They, and, and is like, oh, my God, Jesse's going to beat your ass. And she just does it anyway. And she wins. She bets. Uh, she Yeah, she what bids $10. $10, which. <laughs> which is just a gesture. It is because. Well, that, the thing was her idea. The thing was her idea. I, I think, think she knows that she's safe with. Uh, with Jesse and that she's not Jessie. really going to fight her. Yeah. But I would think her bidding would like open up the floodgates because in the show, Zach is the number one dude. But Slater is a close number two. Like, they're the yes, two hottest, the quote unquote, boys. dudes in the school. So I would think that her doing that would make the other girls go, well, she can do it, we can too. But that doesn't happen. She wins Slater for $10, which I think is a crazy underbid, I'm sure, from what he expected. But he's yes. pretty psyched. He gets Kelly. By the way, I, I felt like uh, the actor who played Slater was the most, uh, was the, sort of the only one who underplays. You think so? Yes, I thought he, he was kind of. Let me get this straight. Are you saying he's the most talented of the Not cast? Not necessarily. <laughs> it's just like part of what's interesting about the show is it's just acting styles colliding with each other. Right. Like there's no uniformity. It's everybody just like yelling. Like the the yeah. Well, like the nerds are like Spanish language sketch comedy or right. something. Where like guys have giant glass, you know, totally. just that really super broad totally. stuff you see on. And yeah. then, but then like Slater is kind of doing a kind of underplaying thing and. Yeah. Who, if because you are a professional actor and you know these <laughs> things better than I do, because I'm not and suck at it, who would you say is the best on the show? Like just watching this now, since you've never ever seen it, and you can say objectively, uh, whose performance did you enjoy the most? 
That's a good question. I I, I actually rather like uh, what's her name? Uh, Turtle. Lisa. I think she really she commits to the energy uh-huh. of that character. Right. And uh, I don't know that it's a performance in depth, but it's 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 very it's very confident. Just like out of all these kids, you think she's doing the best job? It's a hard question because the show is the show is barely directed. <laughs> like there's no uniformity of performance and that that's obviously not and it's not important to the creators of the show right that there's any depth of character right or uh uniformity of style right. whatsoever right so they just allow the nerds what do you to think was like, their goal what do you think was important to them telling just telling these little stories and selling <laughs> and selling crossfire during the commercials <laughs> crossfire right that was just moving, moving board games. <laughs> Crossfire is so right on. Like I literally. I just saw discovered the, commercial the Crossfire commercial recently. That. Oh yeah. Yes. That was, I totally saw that many times <laughs> during this. That and like you know various breakfast cereals. Yeah, selling yes. cereals and Crossfire. Yeah. <laughs> That's the purpose of this show. And just so that the creators can keep their nice houses in in the valley. Right. Of course. <laughs> and the guys who play the nerds who are thirty five years old. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so as soon as Kelly wins Slater, yeah. Jesse is like, "Well, fine." Sight unseen goes. I bid on the next guy who comes out here twenty five bucks, and it's of course Screech. Yes. Which she knows who's in their crew. She knows who goes to the school. She should have known better than to just bid sight unseen that there was a chance she was going to get Screech. Right. Yeah. So that so Screech. Gets $25 while Slater yeah. gets 10 Yeah. Shocking turn of events. So then they're like, congratulations, you got Screech. And she's like, oh, shit, this sucks. And then Belding, for the final Bachelor, goes, the following guy needs no introduction. Indeed. Which is hilarious. Like, how is Zach, like, a celebrity at school is hilarious. So he's like, this guy needs no introduction. Zach walks out, and it's like Beatlemania. Like, yes. literally screaming girls yes. fainting in the aisles style. When, again, it's like, you see this guy every day in the halls. You probably sit next to him in math. Right, but the, the, now there's, the context has changed where there's actually a chance that you can go on a date with him. Right, right. And everybody immediately starts bidding. And like you said. Crosses racial lines. All colors, all creeds. Yes. All religions. All start bidding on him. Um it's, it becomes so frenzied that there was actually a joke. I genuinely did laugh just in the way that, like, everybody's, like, bidding, 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 and Screech goes, I bid 50! And they just look at him like, "You what? And that made me laugh. Ah, uh, yes. And then finally... Some blonde girl bet $75. Yeah, it's Lydia. It's uh, the previously... He was trying to bribe right. Lydia. She bid 75 and then Wendy comes in. Who's the, a, yes, a chubby girl. Yes. Who swoops in and is like, I bid 100 and then, the, then Belding actually makes a, a joke about what are your allowances like? Exactly, which because is, they have to sort of acknowledge the unlikeliness of of a teenager just having hundred dollars of let alone twenty two years ago. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, in the early nineties, a hundred dollars could buy you a house, right? April. <laughs> That's right. I remember those days well. And uh, and a yes. So yeah. So she, but it's the same case of like what Brian did because when Wendy wins, he. 
like Zach looks at Bella being like, oh my God, don't make me hang out with the fat chick. Like he's saying that yes. with his eyes. Yes. Now here's where, and this comes up later when Jesse is talking about Screech and Zach's like, come on, you'll break his heart. And it's like, learn a lesson. This show so picks and chooses who it's okay to make fun of and who it isn't. Right. Because, you know, the moral or whatever of the story, like on the most base level that like any human being would know, it's like, don't be mean to fat people, kids. Yes. Which is so ridiculous. But then it's like, but it's totally okay to make fun of nerds all the time. Right. Well, also that actress who plays uh, uh, Wendy. Yeah. Is is good too. She actually like invests it with a certain emotional. Totally, realism. and she's she's extremely engaging and charming. Yes, like she has she has a very a very winning personality and absolutely. And she's and she's very cute. And another thing yeah. that bothers me is they have to I guess to emphasize like just because she weighs more than everybody else, she would still dress her eight like they dress her like a mom like a suburban <laughs> mom. <laughs> Like they totally do. Like she's right. There are there are less uh, colorful geometric. Patterns yeah, it's like on super. <laughs> she doesn't have the crazy geometric nineties. It's just like super matronly. Yeah, and it's like she would still wear clothes of the right, time. She still was supposed to be a kid in the nineties. Yeah. So I guess that's just to make her look even front. Like she, all fat girls are frumpy. When it's right. like no, they'd still wear cool stuff. Yeah, and she, but she also like she she comes off as confident and yes. uh, and uh, I would like hang at, out with Wendy any day of the herself. week. Yes, she's in, yeah. the actress is very charming. Totally. So, but anyway, so yeah, so Zach is looking at Belding like, oh my god, this is the worst fate that could yes. ever befall me is I have to actually hang out with a fat girl. Like, what a dick. Um, okay, so the next scene is Zach and Slater walking into the Max. <laughs> Which, by the way, I wrote this down I know, because... I just love hearing you say the Max. <laughs> that's, the, that's their hangout. I know. Is there a cafe in Silver Lake called the Max yet? The Max? There like, should where, be. I would open with one. With the 90s. It's got to be a 50s diner as imagined in the 90s. It's got to be that specific. Exactly. Yes. The 90s a idea of, of a neon. 50s diner. Yeah. Totally. So, But when they walk into the Max, there's a woo button press. The people yeah. woo. <laughs> When they just walk in the door. Wait, Zach and Wendy? Zach and Slater. Oh, it's just two hot dudes, so they're like wooing. Oh, they just get a woo on their entrance. On the entrance. Entrance woo. Yes. Yeah, entrance woo. It's kind of a sexy woo, though. Woo! It's a combination entrance woo, sexy woo, because they're so good looking, apparently. Um, Yeah, so they walk into the max, and then that's when Wendy is there, and she comes up to Zach to be like, hey, I want to talk about our date, you know, coming up. And... Again, yes. Slater goes, More, have fun with that, preppy. And like, right. right in front of her face is like, ha ha, she's gross. And she makes a self-deprecating joke. Yes. She says, I'm so excited I haven't been able to eat, which is probably good for me. Yes. Which I got to say, like, broke my heart. Yes. Because... <laughs> that was an actual, yes, emotional beat. And it's also it, the talent of that actress. She's like, she's... It, this the performances in this are just every man or woman for themselves. <laughs> they're getting no they're getting no direction about right performances. Just it's like, just do like what you think make more is. faces, nerds. So she's approaching it, you know, with a certain make more faces, nerds. Yeah, that yeah, more faces. That was it. <laughs> Bigger faces. We need more faces. But she we plays need to elicit it, she, yeah. more woos. She plays it uh, very honestly. She does it, but it also broke my heart in a personal way because when I was growing up, like I wasn't cool or whatever. Right, I wasn't. I was just like, all dudes, 
I was one of the dudes, which you can guess probably by the amount of times I say the word dude still in my 30s. But I was always seen as like one of the bros. And so right. I always had to make joke and I always had to make jokes to get guys to like me. Yes, and it's also her acknowledging Yeah, uh, the unspoken are- fact that she's overweight yeah. and that she knows this is going to be an issue and so it's her trying to acknowledge that humorously. Yes. Deflate the tension yes. and win him over with her self-deprecating I, humor. That is my life. Though <laughs> that is my teenage life. I will. It's like eight mile style. Like I'm gonna make the jokes about me first, so you can't there do it. There you go. Yes, I know it well. <laughs> so it broke my heart on many levels. One being yes. that I experienced it and did it and it know was. that. So, so yeah. So she does that. Zach and Slater are like openly making faces at her, he, and then he makes up a fakey back injury. Like she's like, can't wait to go to the dance, and then he's like, just immediately like, oh yeah. no, my back hurts. Yeah, he says he had an old track injury. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like, runs leaves, away. Yeah, yeah, he flees. Flees is the word. Yes, he <laughs> flees the scene, and she's just like, oh, okay. And then, as he's leaving, Lisa walks in, and she's wearing, like, a full-on business suit and, like, pearls. Lisa has now undergone a makeover to win the favor yes. of Brian. Yes. She, yeah, she's wearing, like, this white tailored uh, suit. Yes. Like, Pearls. Yes. Oh, glasses. Glasses, of course. And she's carrying a bunch of books. Yes. And she's now... uh... Isn't it hilarious? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, this is a thing in the world at large. she presumably went off and bought this tailored suit. Oh, completely. And and fake glasses. Which is, yes. And as somebody else, you were also wearing glasses. It always made me laugh. In life, I never will understand. It's just like I want to get to the bottom of the origins of mustache rides being five cents. That's a genuine goal I have in life. Right. To find out where that came from. I want to find out the first person who was like, to make somebody look smart, you put glasses on. Yes. Because they are because we can't see. The end. End of story. It's because you can't see. Has zero to do with smarts. Yes. I do not know. It's some dumb idea about, oh, they read a lot, so their eyes So that's why you can't see. I ne- I'm like, why is that? I want to go back to the very beginning of the first person. Why who was is like, looking at print going to wear out your eyes any more than looking at anything in the world? Exactly. Exactly. Just using your eyes. Why is that a thing? I know this is like the dumbest, most juvenile question, but it's like a genuine question we I have. We were talking earlier. Were we? Was it before we were taping? Or, I can't even remember. It's all fluid now, April. <laughs> but we were talking about like Anthony Michael Hall yeah. in, in uh, Sixteen Candles, who is a realistic nerd from Completely. that period and, and he does glasses. not wear glasses exactly and that's obviously an important and john use does wear glasses yes and obviously relates to that character yes but he's like no no he's not gonna have glasses he's not going to be an archetypal right super idea of what a nerd is right he's going to be a confident kid because that's true i would also because nerds are like overly cocky i think like true yeah. nerds because they like think they're cool even though they're not right so, yeah, anyway, but yeah, so part of Lisa's new, like, I'm smart disguise, along with the business, the tailored business suit yes, and pearls is Brian is, Brian is not a nerd in terms of nerds on the show. The character's not nerdy. He's studious. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's a snob. Right. So she, uh, and she they, turns yeah. herself out to look sort of elegant and sophisticated. Right. Uh, as opposed to nerdy. Right. And she goes... She comes in, she's got a stack of books, and is like, I was just in the library reading up on Tolstoy. Also, I noted that when she entered, there was no sweetening. She didn't get a kind of surprise woo. Or, or, uh... I think it was stunned silence. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, it right, was like, that was who's the cue this lady? That they put. <laughs> yeah. Here's a cue with stunned silence. Suck 
all the breath out of the room. We're all shocked that Lisa's coming in like this. Every sort of beat change gets a, a woo or a, a, a laugh <laughs> or something. And that's a major beat change. And there was right. no fake audience noise. Because it was so major, they didn't even know what to do with themselves. Because they're like, what have you done with the real Lisa? I think they missed a woo. Well, my th- they missed a woo opportunity. <laughs> they dropped the woo. Who well, dropped? That would have. <laughs> Did you like them? It they were. That was Woo-drop. like '84. Who drop was another. They were Scottish. They were Scottish. Who <laughs> drop? But they. Uh, early that would have been like a. Oh. <laughs> yeah, more, yeah. That would have more of a that instead of a woo. Yes, like oh, look what she's up like, to. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, it would have yeah. been an ooh more than a woo. Ooh more than a woo, <laughs> and like. A kind of take, like a oh, like yeah. It might have been a question mark on I the felt end of like the. They ooh. missed. They missed a beat. There. It was a missed opportunity. Mm, yeah. But so when she's described, she's like, "Yeah, I was in the library or whatever." And Brian is like, "No kidding!" Like you read now, and she's like, "Yeah, I love, I loved Anna Karenina." Yeah. And she- I wrote that down because I'm like, "Bitch, you read that in one night." Anna Karenina has like a thousand pages. Well, clearly she read the Cliff Notes or <laughs> just did a. It's pre-Wikipedia, but she right. she looked it up somewhere. Yes, it's pre-internet. Keep in mind all this. And yet Brian, this ostensibly smart boy, is like immediately falls for her machinations. Thank you. I also wrote that down in all it. caps. He buys it immediately. Brian Eats falls for this. <laughs> so Brian is like, let me get this straight. In the past 12 hours, yes. roughly, overnight, you are a total intellectual. You read Anna Karenina plus some supplementary material on Tolstoy. And whatever other stuff she's name checking, it's like so you can't. That's impossible. But yes, he's like, I totally a, there's believe There's a it. gag early on where she first meets him, where he's mentioning books. He mentions the Hunchback of Notre Dame and yes. Catcher in the Rye, and she thinks they're both sports books. Yes. So she's not. Uh, Which plot literate. hole or loophole in this plot? Because I had you have to read Catcher in the Rye in high school. Yeah. So come on, writers. Do some research. These teenagers would have already read Catcher in the Rye in like 10th grade English like I did. That's true. That's true. Dummies. Um, But yeah, so exactly. He falls for it even though roughly 12 hours earlier she didn't even know what those books meant. And now she's like, yeah, I'm totally into like Tolstoy. She's recontextualized herself. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, cool. This checks out. Let's we be my girlfriend. And they're like a couple immediately. Um Oh, and then they leave and they get a woo on the exit because they're going to go off to study hall or something together. Right. And she says something about uh, it's chilly in there or something. And he says, you can borrow my sweater. So a little suggestion of intimacy. Move. And there's a there's yeah. a woo. He gets They get a woo on their exit. A sexy yeah. woo. A sexy woo. <laughs> a sexy woo on the sharing a sweater move. <laughs> like, wow, you guys have a low threshold for sexiness. Well, it, it's, a, I mean, it's I been on his body. Terms. <laughs> Let me make another film reference. There's a famous scene in Rebel Without a Cause where Sal Mineo oh uh, uh, takes James Dean's jacket. He right. gives him his jacket, and it's actually weirdly intimate. It's and very even homoerotic. Yes. Yes. Uh, so it's that kind of thing of this is something that you wore. And right. It's, it's touched me. his sweaty yeah, body. Exactly. And now it's touch exactly. Weird trivia, by the way, that I only found out relatively <laughs> recently. Sal Mineo was like, Killed in an alley nearby here because he lived in West Hollywood. Oh, near where we're recording this. He was like stabbed in an alley nearby. I knew he or died young, but I didn't remember how he died. He was murdered I think, in West Hollywood. Well, yeah. Now I'm gonna have to go double check. Oh I don't God. know if that's what he di- died for. I know he was stabbed in like an alley. Right. Whether that's what he died from, I'm not oh, sure. I but see, it was yeah. like close by, and I was like, oh, that's creepy and weird. Wow. 
And also, I think it was a weird, like, people found, we found out you're gay, we're going to kill you. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah but this is West Hollywood. Like, everyone's gay. Like, yeah, but uh, I thought they West... were since the founding of this city. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why we're going to found West like Hollywood. In the pre-Stonewall era, there, yeah. there were, like, you would still go to West Hollywood. and I feel like that's true. I don't know. I, I guess I'll never know. If only there were a place I could look up this information and verify it. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so they leave. To have sexy sweater times in the library. Right. And then Wendy... Confronts Zach. Yes. Like, Wendy sees Zach in the hallway, and he's, like, getting water Calls or whatever. Him yeah. It's Calls him out like, for his bullshit. Totally. Yeah. She's like, what's up, dude? I thought your back hurt. Yeah. He's, like, bending over at the water fountain, and she's kind of like, how can you bend over at the water fountain? I thought your shit was, like, injured. And he's like, yeah, it is. You, whatever yeah. I'm going to acupuncture and she's like really because I called your house last night and your mom said you were surfing yeah and busted he's busted yeah and then there's a commercial break well first <laughs> I just want to point this out especially because you admired Wendy's acting skills earlier yes. she tells him that she's like yo you're a dick I totally busted you if you don't want to go with me just because I'm fat fucking say that shit right you're a dick I'm paraphrasing. I don't think these are her Yes, no. They, there's no swearing involved. <laughs> but she is basically like, I don't want to go to the dance with you anyway. I want to go alone. At least I know I'm going with somebody who's honest. Uh, that's right. She storms off and, and gets an applause break. Gets an applause. And it's and that's a real curtain line, too. Yeah. And then it's crossfire. <laughs> Straight to the Count Chocula commercial <laughs> right after that. Yeah. So applause break for Wendy. She pieces out. Um, okay, so then the next scene is Jesse coming into the Max. Zach's sitting down. She sits down next to him and is like, I can't deal with this. Screech is driving me nuts. Yes. I don't want to go with him. He's a fucking terrible nerd. And that's where I wrote down, too. Again, they pick and choose who they make fun of. Not okay to make fun of Wendy. Totally okay to make fun of Screech the nerd. Screech really represents... Well, he only... Screech doesn't even represent nerds. He just represents himself. He's like himself. his own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like kind of... And then with like with the passing of decades, Dustin Diamond is clearly a very unpleasant person. Yes, yes. And like, so... I have no issue with them. You're, you're ostracizing like, Screech. Do it up. It just seems like... Make fun of him all you want, guys. Um, yeah, like he doesn't represent... He's he, Nothing about him is... I mean, he, he he's is... Not a, he's just like a weirdo. He's got the cocky thing. Yeah. He's confident, a la Anthony Michael Hall. Right. In Sixteen Candles. Yeah. He doesn't wear glasses. True. He tries to be fashionable. Yes. Uh, and he, like, tries to come on to girls. He is kind of, like, superficially, he does parallel, like, Anthony Michael Hall in Sixteen Candles. Totally. But, I agree. But without the sort of but it's just, depth of character. Well, absolutely. It's superficial and they do, performance. I mean, he kind of doesn't fit into any clique. He is, but he is just a weirdo. I guess. Yeah. I mean, but they don't. I mean, whatever. They're always like a total asshole to him. But it's a. But it, but he seems unfazed and unbruised by it. Right. Like he doesn't. You don't. He's, think he's, he's Teflon. I agree. <laughs> sort of. But you don't think behind, like he goes home every night and like cries, or do you think? No. I almost think he's so socially inept and so unaware of social norms that you're that he do, it doesn't even register with him that right. people are being mean. So maybe he's totally fine. But I think so. Yeah. In, like, Jesse sits down with Zach and is like, look, Screech sucks. He's driving me nuts. And Zach goes, well, you you made a commitment. Like, you have to go to the dance with him and honor your commitment. And in saying that, realizes, oh, I'm a jerk. Like, I also did the same thing to Wendy. I should go be yes. a stand-up dude. So, 
Uh, he kind of realizes this light bulb goes off. Next scene is at the dance. And so when Wendy walks in, and again, wearing the mommiest of dresses. Like, it's a thing my mom would go, what? That's whack. My 60-year-old mom today would be like, I wouldn't wear that. That's whack. (laughs) She's totally coming in with that whole style going on. And Zach goes up to her, and he's like, look, Wendy, I totally do want to hang out with you. And she's like, oh, that's cool. What changed your mind? And he just says... Well, I feel guilty about dumping you. Yes. Which it's like, you, is shitty, of course, but you would know not to say that. Like, you just wouldn't, even if you felt it, you wouldn't say it. Yes, he's, he's, he's clueless about how to navigate these Which is so weird because situation. he's the king of the school. He's supposed to be the most socially adept person right. ever. But yeah, so he says that and Wendy goes, oh, but- well, no thanks, buddy. I don't want your pity. But oh, but uh, isn't there? This is prior to the dance. There's a scene where Lisa and Brian are getting on, and Tiffany tells Lisa she's not being her real self. You're right. Which you're is right. right before that, which is an important scene. You're right. I'm sorry. Where, I did skip yeah, that. Tiffany plants. Uh, Lisa is pretending to be an intellectual. Right. They're Brian's like quoting philosophy up, to each other, eating it up. Yes. And then Tiffany uh, sort of takes her aside and gently chastises her. Yes. For not being her real self. Yes. Kelly is like. Well, he. I called her Tiffany, but it's Kelly. You know, you know her by her real name. I know her by her stage name. Yeah, Kelly's like, "What are you doing?" And yeah, and Lisa goes, "Well, this Lisa has a boyfriend," which was also a sort of a heartbreaking thing, too. By the way, how ultimate is that? That's the ultimate '90s actress name. That your your name is Tiffany and Amber. Tiffany Amber. Hi. This was like a heavily hyphenated. It's Tiffany Amber (laughs) Thiessen and Mark Paul Gosselaar. Yes, big. Like, isn't that weird? I never knew anybody in real life growing up that had a hyphenated first name. Did you? I can't think of one. No. Yeah, nobody. I can't remember anybody in high school times that had that. I don't know anybody now that has a hyphenated first name. <laughs> Honestly, I totally don't. Um, yeah, so so she's like, you're not even being yourself. And Lisa's like, yeah, but this Lisa has a boyfriend. And then you're like, oh, that's sad. Right. Uh yeah, so you're right. I totally glossed yes, over that. that's an important beat. But yeah, so she goes back to being a fakie intellectual. Uh, so yeah, we're back at the dance. Zach just told Wendy he feels guilty. She's like, well, no, thank you. I don't want your pity. And kind of storms off again. Um, There's some comic relief where Screech is uh, attempting to woo. Uh, yes, Screech and uh, Jesse are Jessie. on their date. He brings her some meatloaf, which gets an oh, ooh. Oh, right, at the uh, at the max. Yeah. Instead of flowers or whatever, he gets brings an her meatloaf. ooh button. That's true. It's one of the oohs. Um, <laughs> but now at the dance, they're like, because Jesse was like, okay, I got to give, I got to be nice. I'll give Screech a chance. So they're super like dancing and having fun at the dance. And, and they then, show yeah. Slater like wistfully looking at her. Right. Because Kelly's like, oh, you really miss Jesse, don't you? And he's like, yeah, I totally do. When it's By the like, way, there's an interesting. I'm sorry, but there, uh, right around this time, Zach says to uh, Jesse, "Screech may act like a crash test dummy, but underneath, he's a great guy. He's a great guy." Now, but that just was crash test dummy. What does that even mean? Um, that is that that he's like so dumb he doesn't even have yeah, a that brain. Yeah, that he's. It's kind of what we're talking about. He's so oblivious. I think you're right. And what's interesting like, about that comparison, too, though? <laughs> I first thought, first thought of the band, the Crash Test. Well, of course, which I think this predates them. <laughs> yes, no. What if this is where they got the name? Yes. Screech if- may act like a goo-goo doll. <laughs> <laughs> How great would that be? Look, sometimes Screech acts like a Stone Temple pilot, <laughs> but he's really a cool dude. Ah, that's so great. Yeah. 
Well, a crash test dummy is a brainless thing that just flails around. I guess that's what that that means. He yeah. may be a brainless thing that just flails around. And that is, we also and, physically throw into brick walls and shit. Yeah, and that we yeah. abuse. Yes, yes, yes. Deliberately. Yes. But he's actually a great guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Well, who's making him the crash test dummy? You are. You and your yes, society. you're making him that. And also, sure, he's a cool dude because he lets you do it. He, like, lets you crash him into brick walls yes. and is cool with it. At least that way he can feel something. Plus, <laughs> Yes. It's real dark. Is there well, a cutting episode? God, there should that would be timely. That was a 90s thing. Yes. That was a real 90s thing. That would have been really timely. But they with Screech, whenever they make comments about him being dumb, brainless or whatever, there are episodes where he builds a robot. Right. He is not dumb. He's smart as shit. He's just socially dumb. Yes. But I guess, you know, the crash says dummy, as far as it being yes. like a thing, a body that we just throw so around willy-nilly. Smart-tarted, as yeah. a friend of mine once. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. Intelligent, but socially. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. But the crash says dummy, that is true. It's very accurate. They do just like throw him around as they see fit. Um, so it's a rather, uh, it's it's a strong. <laughs> he may be a goo-goo doll. It's a strong <laughs> simile. <laughs> like, so he's, again, they're. Blondie is smart, but also clueless. They're like, that's a rather articulate distillation. Right, of right. Screech's essence. Right. <laughs> the essence! From, uh... That's beautifully put. From that's Zach. poetic. <laughs> that's amazing. So, but yeah, so we're back at... So, Jesse's giving Screech a chance at the dance, and they're dancing together, and so when Slater sees them, yeah. he's so wistfully like, oh my god, I miss her. I yes. miss her so much. And it's like, again... I think now maybe 24 hours has passed. Mm-hmm. You see her at school. I mean, they. this is like the notebook type of shit where it's like we've been separated by oceans and decades. <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, dude, you probably sat next to her in science that day. Like you see her. You don't you don't miss somebody that hasn't been around for a few hours. I don't know. So, yes, but this this this. It's become this societal recontextualizing that's occurred. <laughs> Everything's been thrown into relief. Uh, <laughs> screeches with uh, uh, Jesse, and so it's just a matter of like he down is up, black is yeah, white. Like the, he, their whole social order has been inverted because right. of this uh, auction. So even though it's only been a mere few hours, just the fact that it's so different, yeah, and so thrown into yeah. context is people are changing their identities, right. <laughs> Lisa's yeah. Oh, I actually forgot one of my favorite things. Oh, we're jumping around, but I forgot to say this too about the scene in the Max is before Lisa's transformation, she asks Slater. <laughs> she sits down and gets wants to get real with him. She's like, Slater, tell me what you think about me as a person. Yes. And he goes, Okay, you're pretty, you're fun at parties, right? right. And you never have bad breath. Yes. Those are literally the three things he uses to sum her up as a human being. And she has a moment of self. But it's like, who wouldn't doubt. in that yeah. case? Because I would think even teenage. Look, look, I was a teenager. Yes, they're dumb. But like you, even if some, you'd still go, well, you're a nice person. And you're right. th- like, you think of something with a little more heft than like, you're pretty. 
and you are a cool dancer or whatever. I don't know. So even I could almost see if somebody told me those things where I'd go, hey, I need to make some changes in my life. Maybe I'll go <laughs> home and read Anna Karenina in one sitting. Yeah. Right. So that does fuel her effort to yes. curry favor with uh, Brian yes. by feigning yeah. sophistication but I and would intellectualism. Argue, even if Brian wasn't in the picture, if somebody said that to me, I'd go, oh, I, I, I need to change some things right. about my life. For myself, not for some dude, but for myself. Yes. If the one thing that somebody can say about my character is that I don't have bad breath, <laughs> then I'd be like, I should do something. Yes. Although, couldn't you just go, oh, no, that's about, that's about Slater. He's the one with a limited perspective. Because he doesn't, he doesn't dig deeper. He doesn't notice yes. more. But, what it, but ah, come on. Two-way street. She's not giving him more <laughs> notice. Two-way street. It's not all on him. But it was a dumb thing to say. You'd at least kind of fake it, I guess, I would think. And go, well, you're smart and you're perceptive. Like, you would think of something yes. a little better than that. Okay. So, back to the dance. Slater's super missing Jesse. Like, they haven't seen each other in 100 years. Lisa and Brian are, like, trying to have a good time. But he's being a dick. And, like, he's like, I hate your friends. They're dumb. And she's like, let's go hang out with them. And he's like, no way. They suck. And then that's when she's like, look, I can't take this anymore. Rips off her glasses, throws him down. Yeah, she actually, she's still, like, impressing him. And then she suggests going to the mall. Mm -hmm. And that's where Brian actually betrays his nerdiness. He gives a nerdy laugh in response to that. Yes. A kind of high-pitched laugh. Uh, And, uh, yeah, she realizes that uh, this isn't really a good pairing. Yeah. That this guy's a snob. He doesn't like her friends. He doesn't like her interests. Yeah. And, like, totally... Yells at him in front of everybody and makes a big to do about dumping him. When again, I'm like, you guys have known each other 24 hours. Like, I can't even believe he's already your boyfriend at this point. Mm-hmm. But she makes a big production about dumping a guy that she's hung out with like once. That's weird. Oh, and she, rem- Lisa, removes her like tailor jacket and she's got one of her like a crop top on. Yeah, one of her sexy. 90s shirts underneath. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rips the hem of her dress off too, so it's like a mini skirt and a crop top. And she's like, "This is the real me." And, she velcroed uh, it earlier just in case. Yeah, just in case. Happen. Exactly. That's totally what I thought, too. Like, when she's putting on that outfit, she's like, what if I have to make a big scene about ripping this off? Yes. I need to add some accoutrement that I could <laughs> rip off at the school dance. Totally, totally. Um, oh, yeah. So big production is made of that. And then Belding comes out and is like, look, the whole reason for the season here is the new cheerleading uniforms that we raised money for. And uh, so here's Kelly to model them. And so Kelly comes out and weirdly does like a solo cheer. Yes, about the success of the auction. Yes, and how great the the new new uniform fits her. It's so weird. It's just her, one person. It's not like the cheerleading squad. It's just her. Oh, and did we talk about the beat where Screech tells Jesse to dance with Slater? No. Right prior to that? Because they're sort of paired off again. Yeah. And he and, and he says that. Screech kind of expedites that. Because he so know, he's like, I can see how much belong. Slater's yeah. hurting. Yeah. After these 24 yeah. whole hours without you or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so she does her little cheer. Mm-hmm. And then Belding. The last, uh, then Belding announces it's the last dance. Yes. The 90s ballad plays. Yes. <laughs> During which Kelly dances with Belling. So Kelly, in a super skimpy cheerleading uniform, dance, slow dances with the principal of the school. Yes. Very gross and weird and frowned upon at the very least, if not cause for arrest. 
Lisa is stuck with Screech again. And like I said earlier, always have a problem with this because she's beautiful and she's always stuck with gross Screech. And then Zach goes up to Wendy. And asks her to dance. Totally. And Wendy... And again, she's like, look, dude, I don't need your pity. And he's like, no, I really do want to do it. And then the blother girl. Yes. Who like the other. Lydia. Lydia tries to cut in. Mm -hmm. And he says, no, I'm dancing. Wendy's my date. And then he says, maybe he says to Lydia something like, maybe we'll see you at the max later. That's right. Suggesting that he'll be with Wendy at the after party. At the after party. (laughs) Ah, And then she says, oh, you're going to do something with me after this. And he says, yes. And it, the last shot is Wendy and Zach in an embrace. Yes. Now, I got and look, I have all the hopes <laughs> in the world for Wendy and her happiness. That is true. But she's Wendy's got an awesome bullshit detector. She yep. has no problem calling Zach out. Right. I do kind of feel bad that she does have so much optimism, though, that even she really does think Zach changed in the span of like two songs. Right. Because he tries to be like, you know, it's not about guilt. I genuinely want to hang out with you. She's like, yeah, okay, totally. When it's like, he's so obviously lying to you. But let Wendy have a good time, I guess. Yeah, at least she's gonna... She deserves it. She's a cool person. Could do with a new wardrobe, but a cool lady. Yeah. And so that wraps up the episode and the general moral that it's sad to me that even needs to be said... That is, don't be mean to people who weigh more than yes. you. Yes, it's, a, it's a, a society is radically changed overnight. That's right. And the members of that society suddenly have deep issues, uh, deep identity issues. That's right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could even continue. And they with all that. learn a little something about something. Now, what? Give me your thoughts on the first ever viewing of. A I don't have any desire to, to w- ever watch it again. <laughs> This is a one-time only exclusive, it didn't really huh? Really, reel me in. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a kind of TV show where uh, they just want to get the. I've done a lot of procedurals, right? Like as an actor, I'm, mm-hmm. you know. My friend Holly Golden made the joke that I usually play Doctor Red Herring. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. This is suspicious professional in the first half, right? And I've given performances in these that I thought were good, but when they're edited together. They're just cut for, like, information and pace. Right. And not for depth of character. Not all of them are like this, but a lot of them are like that. And this reminds me of that. It's a kind of television making where... <gasps> you're, so you're giving these kids a little bit more credit. You're saying maybe the kids gave a little more than we see. I'm saying, yeah, the performers are all like every serve. man and girl for themselves. Right. And uh, that the producers obviously don't care about... The, the, the primary concern of the show is getting the information out. <laughs> executing the story uh, as quickly as possible. Right, right. <laughs> quickly. With, with very, the very, the very... Show is get it over with. Get it over with. <laughs> let's wrap. Let's be out of here by 7 o'clock so we can all go to dinner. <laughs> right, right. We're just happy to have this gig in LA. Right, right. In the 90s. Right. Right. So you're... What if, but you have kids though, right? What if your kids are like... My kids... Yeah, this kid's what if they a little watch older this with than you? my... That'd be fine. I don't think this would grab their attention, though. Okay. Also, my kids are seven-year-old twins, so this skews a little older. Well, sure. But this is around. This is on Netflix. This is on DVD. When they are teenagers... I would have no objection to them watching the show. Okay. I, I just... There's no... But it's just not... It just, you the sexy woos aren't a little too much for them? No. 
They, you, uh, my my uh, I forget what my son. I think I don't even remember what he was talking about, but it was like a drawing or a game or something. And he said it's sexy. And he's seven years old. Right. And we were like, that is hilarious. And like, clearly what he meant was, it's, it's, it, it, he meant it as a positive adjective for like right. something that was cool. Right, right. Or, but he didn't know the actual meaning of the yeah. word sexy. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, that's, yeah. Do you know what that word means? And I think he actually went, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Like he'd heard it on TV or something. Right. Like some of these shows... It's, you know, it's been used on like Adventure Time or, you right. know, like some of these that skew a little older. It'll be used sort of humorously. And so he, it was really funny to hear him say something was sexy. Right. Aw, that's cute. Seven years old. And we're like, well, that's like a grown up word, meaning like right. s- someone's attractive. But and then you reach over and press the woo button <laughs> at your house. <laughs> yes. The sexy woo. Well, thank you very much for coming over to oh watch this, this with me. Oh my god, this was this uh, was amazing. It was super fun. I'm really appreciative that you did this and that I was able to be the first and only apparently person that you're ever going to watch the show with. It's an honor, sir. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, and it your was, Twitter is at James Urbaniak. At James Urbaniak. Oh, and yeah, and I have my own podcast, which is yes. called Getting On with James Urbaniak. Yes. Which is on Feral Audio and on the iTunes, and it's it's like little radio dramas, basically. Oh, awesome! It's like a little. So little, it's little. way more professional than this, is what you're saying. It's <laughs> apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. I make it in my room right. on my Mac with GarageBand. So oh, it's, nice. it's as professional as yours is. Okay. But it's like little, it's basically like little radio plays. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So I will be subscribing to yeah, that there you go. immediately. <laughs> I will as soon as I get over to press the stop button on this. Okay, you guys, that was another episode of Go Bayside. Yay. And uh, the next episode for you guys watching along on Netflix is All in the Mall. Uh, So that's coming up next. And I want to thank you guys, as usual, for the awesome iTunes ratings and the cool emails I get and all that kind of stuff. And I will see you next time on Go Bayside. Go Bayside!